fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't know if you're aware or not, but the virus is back. The shutdowns are going to happen again. States locking things down. Las Vegas, Louisiana, Hollywood, all wanting to put mask mandates, social distancing back on the docket. Why? Because the vaccine is working oh so well as they tell you to continue to get vaccinated. In fact, now they're coming out and saying that the Pfizer vaccine is not very effective against the Delta variant, so that's good to know. The Delta variant, although less dangerous, is more contagious, so they need to scare you. I'm telling you, the end of the world is near as we go through phase number two because things are opening back up. It didn't quite work yet. They didn't get quite the control that they wanted, and there's all those those rebels, those anti-vax jerks that are screwing up the system, man. Come on. I'm not going to touch a whole lot on that today. Not going to focus a lot of attention on I just found that quite entertaining. Welcome into the show. It's The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. We have our live stream and our podcasting and our radio and our TV stations all over the place. So thank you, your Millennial General, reporting for duty today and for a Friday we have a heck of a slate for you. You're not going to want to miss this program. It's going to be cool and awesome. It's our Freaky Friday, which is what we like to do on the end of the week. Have a little bit more fun, talk some politics, but yet keep things lighthearted and maybe think about something other than politics as well. We have our we sat down with Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. I want to play that in just a second because, as usual, it's very long. We don't get the whole interview into the show, so we'll have the additional special feature podcast up after the program that we'll do in just a bit. But at the bottom of the hour, we're going to have him on live, David Heron. He is the author of the book The Sign, uh, right? Is that what it is, The Sign? Uh, the High Sign. The High Sign. As we talk about something a little bit different, now, I told you and I warned you a couple weeks ago, Fridays we're doing something a little bit different. We still talk politics, but how long can you continue to talk about politics, especially on a Friday when you want to let go and have some fun? So we'll talk about anything from celebrities and music to entertainment to philosophy or religion or whatever. This guy, David Heron, author of the book The High Sign, thinks that he has predicted when the rapture will take place. I know. So we're going to talk with him at the bottom of the hour, and I'm looking forward to that chat in just a little bit. We got a lot of questions about that one, do we not? So we'll have some fun with that one. Plus, I haven't even touched on it this week, but there was an election down in Georgia on a state legislative seat, and Stacey Abrams, the wannabe governor on the Democrat side who thinks that she still won the election in governor, find that ironic. You're not allowed to say you're Donald Trump and that you uh, falsely lost the election, but she's allowed to as the Democrat challenger in the governor's race down in Georgia from a few years back, and now she's handling uh, handling election issues. Yeah, she had a hand in that one, and we'll talk about that election that happened, a big win for Republicans down in the state of Georgia just a couple days ago. So uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. So we'll try and cram as much of this as we can in today as we usually do. You can find us on all of our social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch.tv, Instagram, TikTok, uh, OurFreedomBook.com, and, of course, the website at HoosierReason.com. But we did sit down with Congressman Bob Latta. He's from the 5th District of Ohio, my former congressman, for my short stint that we moved back there a couple years ago and growing up as a kid as well, 
uh, in that district as well from the 5th District of Ohio as we talk about the latest out of Washington, D.C. And this is what Congressman Bob Latta had to say just a couple days ago. From the 5th Congressional District from the great state of Ohio, it's Congressman Bob Latta with us here. Congressman, how are you, my friend? I'm excellent. How are you this morning? I am living the dream. Appreciate you on the program. It's always good to talk to you. I know that a lot of people really enjoy hearing what you have to say. You guys are extremely busy, which is weird for the summertime when usually maybe things slow down a little bit, but you guys are really cranking up there in D.C. uh, with a lot of bills that are just kind of lingering right now. But we're in the middle of budgetary talks with the the appropriation stuff going on, uh, going into the end of the fiscal budget in September, uh, August, September right now. Uh, how are we looking economic-wise? We see inflation going up, a lot of things being more expensive, a lot of people concerned about taxes right now with corporate tax rates. Where are we right now, and are we are we in trouble looking at the budget going into the fall? Well, I think we actually are because, when, first of all, you know, when you talk about inflation, you know, inflation is definitely going up. And let's talk about something else, energy costs. You know, the Democrats are anti-fossil fuel. And, you know, if you go back and look at the price of gasoline was a year ago and look what it is today, you know, around where I'm at in my district, you know, you're looking at between anywhere from 307 to 318 for a gallon of gasoline. And that's going to hit families right in the pocketbook. And when you think about the issues with, uh, you know, taxes, what the Democrats want to do, they want to, you know, they say, oh, we're going to raise taxes on the rich, but whoa, whoa, you want to back up for a second because, you know, it was the Republicans and Donald Trump that made sure that taxes went down for all Americans. What the Democrats will end up doing is when the time comes, they're going to let these tax uh, cuts that we had, uh, you know, accomplished through our, our legislation expire. And all of a sudden, everybody's going to find out, hey, on tax day, well, how come my taxes are so high? Mm. So, uh, you know, when you think about all of the things that the American people are worried about and, you know, they think about their jobs, but, they, you know, they think about their future, their savings, it's all going to get eaten up by inflation and uh, higher prices that we're going to pay for everything. I heard a rumor, according to some of the Wall Street uh, experts, quote unquote, that inflation is going to continue to go up even another maybe two, three, four percent over the next few months or by the end of the year as well. If that's the case, we're going to see even more expensive products and the tightened belt that we've already seen with individuals trying to get back to work after COVID, along with businesses trying to get back uh, going again after being shut down because they were told they weren't essential during the last year with COVID. I mean, that's going to put even more of a strain on all these businesses and individuals. Well, absolutely, because, you know, when I look uh, across my district, again, with over 60,000 manufacturing jobs, in the last several months, you know, I think we talked about before that, uh, you know, I've had about 4,000 more jobs that are going to be added by announcements, uh, you know, in the near term. But again, all of a sudden, if you can't sell your product, because people are saying, wait a minute, I'm going to start tightening my belt, all this is going to start contracting. And the Democrats don't uh, understand this uh, because all they understand is, you know, we're going to tax, we're going to spend, we're going to tax, we're going to spend. But in some cases, they just spend without even raising the taxes to pay for this stuff. And so they're going to push this back on future generations. And, as, uh, you know, my having years back, having served on the budget committee, and, you know, one of the numbers that they're looking at now is by the year 2031 that if, uh, what the Democrats have spent so far, we could be looking at paying a minimum of $900 billion, and if they get their way, we'd be paying a trillion dollars a year just to pay interest on the national debt. So then I want people to think about, if you've got to go out and borrow money, what's that going to do to the cost of borrowing? That's going to push things up, and the economy is just going to come to a screeching halt. 
Good golly. It's going to be a mess all around. Let's talk about the labor shortage for that uh, for a second as well. As we slowly get things opened up again, people are starting to go back to work. All over the country, though, we're seeing jobs open and people not applying for them. How's it looking in your district there and overall in the state of Ohio? Is it getting better? And uh, while the Democrats try and push for this, you know, this wage war to try and raise minimum wage of $15 an hour or whatever they want to do, are they going to succeed in this? Because right now, businesses, as we mentioned, already struggling after trying to use all their savings last year just to stay afloat. Now they're going to have to pay more wages to get people back because we're not cutting off these additional unemployment benefits. Like this is crazy. Well, you know, when you, first of all, when you think about that, we have over 9 million open jobs across the country. And then you look at the number of people that are unemployed. So that means we have, <laughs> we have way more jobs open. We have people even unemployed. So every person in this country could have a job. And it's important that we get people back to work because the longer they're unemployed, it's going to be the tougher it is to get them back. But with the Democrats, uh, again, it's just like, well, we're just going to pay people to stay home. And, you know, when last year they held uh, the uh, Paycheck Protection Program to make sure that companies out there who were forced to shut down because the government told them they had to shut down to help to make sure that they could keep their employees on. But now what the Democrats want to do is keep extending this on and on and on. And then we're also seeing across the country, mainly in uh, red states, the governors are saying, look, we don't want any more. Same thing here in Ohio with Governor DeWine. They said, look, we're not, we don't want that anymore. we got to get people back to work. And then you start looking at the numbers. The, the states that are starting to struggle are where? In Democrat states because of their policies that they're putting forward. Uh, in my district, uh, you know, when you talk about the uh, the labor market, the labor market is so tight that, you know, I was just talking to some folks uh, this week that, uh, you know, they're going to have to start uh, disposing of property because they don't have enough people to operate it, which is, you know, ludicrous because they just can't get people out there. So we, we, we need to encourage people to work, not discourage them. And that's exactly what the Democrats are doing. And it's everything from... Uh, you know, the extra $300 that they get or $300 that they get per child, uh, you know, so it's like it's time for people to go back to work. Yeah, it's time for people to go back to work. The economy is open. The mandates are gone in most parts of the country. And the fact that uh, we're still offering these unemployment benefits is a little absurd. But here's the big question now. When the Democrats passed this stuff and rammed it through earlier this year, they said that they would extend these unemployment benefits for COVID-19 until, and it was a very vague term, it was kind of the quote-unquote, you know, when things get better, when the economy recovers. It's kind of like one of those when you don't want to hang out with your neighbor, and it's like, oh, we'll hang out when things slow down a little bit, uh, because it was kind of one of those vague Uh, vague terms there. We're coming up on September when the unemployment benefits, those additional COVID benefits are starting to run out and the economy hasn't necessarily gotten better. We have a labor shortage right now. We have inflation. We have people still struggling. So is it the right situation from the Democrats perspective to end them or is just this the excuse that they've created to allow themselves to say, you know what, the economy is not where it needs to be. We need to continue the extension of these unemployment benefits. Well, again, when you start looking at it, it's pretty tough to say the word Democrat without saying socialist or what they call themselves progressives. And, you know, this is what you know, a lot of them want. They want a socialist state where it's cradle to grave. The government's going to take care of you, but they always forget one thing. Who's going to work? Because, again, you know, and the old saying was in the old Soviet Union with communism that people pretended to work, the government pretended to pay them. And so it really comes down to that the Democrats are going to be a dilemma in a lot of states when people start saying, wait a minute. We've got to we got to uh, have some dollars out there in our wallets, and I think when we start thinking about the next election cycle, 
it's going to be a pocketbook issue, and it's going to be about the economy. Because, you know, in my district, nobody talks about COVID anymore. You know, the CDC came out and said, hey, it's safe for teachers to go back to school and kids go back to school. And so it's it comes right down to it that, uh, you know, the issues that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden are doing are behind us. And the American people say that, you know, we're moving on. But, you know, it's just like today I'm going to be I'm in the district and I'm hoping to be in my district doing work. And uh, you know, going from my different counties, but I'm going to be in a sub subcommittee hearings today, starting at 11 o'clock, by uh, virtual because the Democrats and Pelosi are saying, well, it's not safe to you know, but we still have to have these virtual hearings and all. And it's amazing when we had one recently in Washington, they actually were, we had all four witnesses show up. The Republicans, I think, all but one of us were in committee because there was a health issue uh, with the one. The Democrats weren't all there. It was a, it was an amazing situation. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> we're back to normal. Yeah. Uh, maybe the Democrats don't want to believe it, but the rest of the country believes it, and we have to get back there. There it is. That was Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th District of Ohio. It's always great to chat with that guy. Now, as usual, when we interview him, he goes a lot longer. We talked a lot more things. We had about another 10 minutes that we could have played we just didn't have time for on the show. So... What we're going to do, like we always do with him, is we will post our podcast of the entire show at the end of the program, and then we will also post the entire interview from him as the special feature extended interview with Congressman Bob Latta on the podcast. You can find that on any of your favorite podcasting sites, The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. On any of those, you can find that. You can listen to both of the episodes because more features for you, because why the heck not? Got a lot to get to today for a Friday here on The Voice of Reason. Lots more coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with the Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. 
You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right, you are 24 minutes past the hour. Welcome back into the program. Wherever you may be watching or listening, we love you to death. How you doing? Appreciate you hanging out today with us on radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. So I have not talked about By the way, thanks again to Congressman Bob Latta. Always great to chat with him. We get our monthly update from him. His team is awesome. We already have him scheduled out every month from now to the end of the year, which is great. We talk with numerous congressmen all over the place. We are widening that connection as well. So stay tuned in as we get more into it. And not just like anybody, like actual people that really do stuff and actually want to change things and promote conservative values. Not like, hey, we got Mitt Romney coming on the show. Oh, I hate Donald Trump. Now we're not going to do that. Just don't want to have that conversation on the air. But uh, we appreciate him. We'll get him back on the show again here soon. And again, we will have that extended special feature podcast uploaded after the show with the entire interview. And you're not going to want to miss it because there's some really juicy, good stuff on there of what's going on in Washington, D.C. I didn't talk about this earlier this week, and I felt bad because we need to, as we focus on elections going into the midterm election, the energy from the Republican Party, the energy from the Republican side, which is kind of why we're seeing Democrats, I don't know, spend $25 million on voter registration initiatives, which I thought they had 80-plus million voters already registered. They had supposedly over 80 million voters turn out for Joe Biden in the last election. So what's the big deal here? Why do you need to register more people? Aren't Isn't everybody that's going to be politically engaged registered? I'm still confused on that. We talked about that a couple days ago. But they're spending $25 million now a year and a half away from the election on voter registration initiatives because they're scared, because we have Republicans jumping into races all over the country. They're kind of rocking it, doing their thing. And the, the I think they're getting worried because midterms predominantly go towards the minority party, which means Joe Biden, the Democrats running things now. Republicans have a very good chance of winning back the House, winning back the Senate, and actually stopping the Biden administration or the Harris administration or the Pelosi administration, God forbid, Uh, if that ever happened in the next year or so. So we're getting geared up. We're getting ready. But there are special elections going on now. In fact, there was a special election down in the state of Georgia for a special state legislative seat in the Republican in House District Number 34, Devon Sebaugh defeated Democrat Priscilla Smith in the election for House District 34 with 63% of the vote. That's insane. 17 precincts all reported in at the end of Tuesday night with uh, the Republican gaining 5,604 seats, the Democrat getting 3,296 votes. That is insane with how big of a margin that is. Now, I'm guessing, I don't know Georgia very well, I'm guessing a predominantly Republican area. But at the same time, uh, Stacey Abrams... The Democrat that really thought she was truly the governor of the state of Georgia. Remember, you can contest elections if you're on the Democrat side. If you do on the Republican side, then you're an evil Nazi person who just wants to overtake the system because you just don't know how to concede. But if you're on the Democrat side, you need to challenge it because obviously you won the race. And obviously there's nothing weird about just pulling out boxes of mail-in ballots from people's trunks of their car to count them. That still didn't win her the election after committing voter fraud. But she was involved in this election. She's actually involved in a lot of the voter initiatives across the nation now for the Democrats. The Democrats used her style of shenanigans in voting to try and play the victim and pull out the secret ballots and pull out the mail-in ballots from the trunk of the car and and jerry-rig the system. They used her formula nationwide. And she's still trying to play it, and it still comes up failing. Um, Another talk show host, the great Mark Walters, Armed American Radio, that we jump on with all the time, he talks about, and he's absolutely right, I find it hilarious that uh, there is 
A single person like Stacey Abrams is supposed to be the future of the party where she hasn't won anything. She didn't win the election. She can't win on her initiatives. Her policies and her initiatives to make the election quote-unquote fairer, meaning sidelined uh, for the Democrats and you know kind of steered towards them, still doesn't work, yet she's supposed to be the future of the party. I find that hysterical. I mean, if that's the best you got, bring it on, baby. We got this. Joe Biden was the best you got, too, and unfortunately that won, but what'd you win with? Guy that can't remember his name and still writes his speeches with a Sharpie on his forearm. But congratulations to the Republican, Devon Seabaugh, District, uh, House District number whatever it was, 34, down in uh, Georgia, continuing on with that conservative agenda down in that great state. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Halfway through the program today on a Friday, your favorite day of the entire week. I get it. I know. It's all right. I'm excited. Hang in there. We're almost done broadcasting live right here in Wichita, all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag, trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. As you know, we talk a lot of politics, being a political talk show, but on Fridays, we like to step aside from that for just a minute. Talk about other things. It's our offbeat Fridays. It's our wackadoodle Fridays, whatever you want to call it, as we talk about things just a little bit differently. And this topic absolutely fascinates me. Uh, is I, I wouldn't say a philosopher. I enjoy philosophy, learning about theologies and ideas. Now, as you know of my faith and your faith are probably very much in line as a Christian, but I want to step aside and talk about some of this for a minute because why the heck not as we talk about the latest and what's trending? What's trending today? And what better way to talk about it than to think about what could happen or what will happen at some point down the road And do we know the details of what's going to happen down the road? Do we know what's going to happen in the future? And the fascinating part to me about it is that every religion or theology has some sort of end of days uh, um, theory of what's going to happen. I mean, we have the Norse mythology, which is a lot of my ancestors, you know, the the Vikings sort of thing, where they believed in Ragnarok and Odin's going to fall and and Thor's going to fall to the great snake and the great wolf of Fenrir and all this. I mean, it's a fascinating story if you ever read it. 
kind of exciting. You have the quote-unquote New Age spirituality that talks about the evolution of the Earth and the Earth spirit of Gaia that's going to evolve to a higher frequency and that we're going to go to the fifth dimension on Earth. You have the Native Americans that talk about the warrior, or the Rainbow Warriors, where we're going to have new peace and harmony on Earth after the certain end of times. We had the Mayan calendar that talked about the end of days and a new transition and a new time. Uh, and then, of course, we have in Christianity, we have the rapture. And it's fascinating to learn about it, to try to understand it, and try to know what's to come down the road. So, we have a great guest to talk about some of this and more, as he is a biblical scholar and the author of the book, The High Sign. You can find his website at endtimesministry.com. Excited to have on the program with us here, Mr. David Heron with us here. David, how are you, my friend? I'm doing fine. That, by the way, that's endtimesmystery.com. Oh, endtimesmystery.com. You're right. I'm sorry. Mystery, uh, because, it, I mean, it is kind of a mystery with what's going to yeah. happen, isn't it? I mean, we're still oh, trying sorry. to piece this all together. It certainly is. I, I, the, the best thing that we've got going for us is Jesus himself. Because mm. he, he, we, when he was asked to, uh, to explain or identify the sign of his return, he gave a sermon. And it takes four chapters in the Bible, and he describes a lot. Um, he doesn't leave a. He doesn't really leave a, a, a lot um, beyond uh, being unsaid. Mm -hmm. he, he really says a lot about um, not only about the rapture, about Jesus, about us being taken up into heaven, but also about some um, tribulation before that. And then he starts with the good stuff. He says, "But I will shorten the tribulation." And then he goes on from there, and he kind of turns things upside down. And the people who have been causing the tribulation themselves become terrorized. And, and this is all happens before he returns. And to me, I just get excited about it. I, um, I got into it accidentally, but I'm so glad that I did. Well, talk, talk about your book and talk about what you came across as you... Deep, obviously, uh, deep dived into this topic, and you and you looked at different events that happened, and you looked at different scripture, and you looked at uh, different things. I mean, are you prophesizing? Do you do you have an idea when this is going to happen, or did you just kind of come up with what's going to happen? No, when Jesus said, "We will not know when," he said even he did not know when. So, people who say they know when, they just they <laughs> just don't. I've heard people say, "Well, it's going to happen on this lunar eclipse." Well, you don't know when, so we know it's not going to happen on that lunar eclipse. No, he said we will not know when, but he gave us so many details that it really doesn't matter a whole lot if we know when. In fact, I think it's probably a good thing, sure. because there's all kinds of anxiety that go along with knowing when and, and being anxious about things. I don't think he—well, he said he does not want us to be fearful. He does not even want us to be worried, because he's got it. He didn't use the words, he's, I've got it, but what he said meant that. He said, trust me, trust me, I'll take care of this. It's going to be tough, but I've, I've got it. I'm, don't worry about it. Sure. With your book, The High Sign, what, I mean, what can we expect? I know we have, and now I'm Christian, I've read through the Bible, I haven't studied it as deeply as many obviously have, but I mean, the book of Revelation, for example, when it talks about the end of time, is, is so weird and out there, and it's metaphors, uh, metaphorical, and it's these signs or these dreams or these visions, and you have to try and relate them and piece them together, and I, I just... It takes people that still, I mean, biblical scholars that just don't quite understand or grasp what it's trying to tell us here. So what have you found throughout this research? What's uh, what's well, what's the high I, sign? One thing I found was uh, don't trust the revelation for any sort of um, <laughs> dogma, because it is figurative. Mm. There are some things in there that, that are instructive, but mostly the, the literal things that Jesus said. 
uh, were much more significant. And, and they can be read in a half an hour in, in just three, three places, Mark chapter 13, Matthew chapter 24 and 25, and yeah. Luke chapter 21. It's repetitious in some ways, but in, but in each one there's some differences. And they all have this—well, of course, it's all what Jesus said, so it's the same theme. Yeah. Talk about the uh, talk about the astronomical sign of this. I mean, you talk about you know the the flood of Noah, you know Sodom and Gomorrah, the plagues of Exodus. I mean, the different things that happen, and in looking at these astrologically or astronomically, however you want to look at that, uh, because I've heard some people that say, you know what, don't try and be like those astrologers that look at the stars and try and time things out and look at phases of the moon. Don't do that kind of stuff. Others are like, oh, this is a great way. Because obviously history of man way back when kind of, you know, created the days, created the calendar based on astrology and astronomy and was able to measure the stars, which, by the way, astrology and astronomy used to be one way back in the day before we kind of separated those. But is there any significance between the measuring of the stars and the skies and the heavens above us to things that actually happened? I would say no to astrology, but yes to astronomy. Uh, For instance, um, in 1994, and that's not long ago, I can remember it, the astronomers had their telescopes trained upon Jupiter, and orbiting Jupiter was a comet, and it was breaking into pieces. And each piece that hit Jupiter touched off this humongous explosion, just humongous, tremendous explosions. You know, some of them were Earth-sized. And it had... I, I, I don't think it was coincidental that I, I saw that, because I had been coming to the conclusion, even before then that really a comet would be the most likely thing to to you know be associated with Jesus second coming because there's so many when you read the text about it you read so much uh, scary things scary things read Isaiah uh, some of some parts of that are are, are scary and pe- and that's one of the reasons why Jesus said don't be afraid mm. because some of these things are going to be scary and with a comet that's the case. Is it all right with me, with you, if uh, I read one half of one page on that? Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. Um, this was about that time. Okay. In 2006, at the end of a television show aired by the History Channel, Comets, Prophets of Doom, the narrator made this summary statement. NASA has plans to deal with an asteroid, but there is nothing anyone can do about comets. They are too large and show up too suddenly. What would we do if an average-sized comet came at the Earth? We would die, or a lot of us would anyway. Comets can come from any direction. We do not have the technology to defend against a comet. Comets are nature's unstoppable projectiles. And a couple more sentences. Comet events are devastating enough to provide fulfillment for the latter part of Peter's great prophecy about Jesus' return, as follows. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Well, you can get an idea from that. It's going to be pretty scary. It's going to be pretty intense. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds like that's what happened prior to, I mean, when we talk about where the dinosaurs go sort of thing, I mean, whether a a comet or an asteroid that hit the Earth, and I mean, mean, that's it's a scary thought because it's something so out of our control we can't do anything about it. And the fact that, you know, our – our telescopes can only see about 2% of the sky. If something happens, a lot of times we wouldn't even be able to see it, and we have some close encounters sometimes. Uh, so that is definitely a scary thought to think about. Yeah, and, and there, have been, there are a lot of events in, in, the, in the scriptures that have um, 
things concerning them that indicate there might have been the presence of a comet because they were just, well, Sodom, okay? Mm -hmm. What happened to Sodom? Well, there's a thousand-foot-deep crater where Sodom used to be. Well, how did that happen? I think it was from one of those explosions, from one of those um, sulfurous pieces of a comet. And Jesus just, or God, Jesus, whatever, whoever is the triune God, said, okay, we've had it with Sodom. Kaboom. Yeah, and that one, that was that. No, I love um, I love it because nowadays we can we can expand our understanding of science, our understanding of astronomy and of space and of, of physics and everything. It's fun to be able to connect the dots and the miracles that we've seen in the Bible that we can now maybe sort of try to understand through science and the fact that it's not like oh it's debunking God, but it's like wow you know God's hand was in this, but we can understand how it was done now and yeah like Sodom and Gomorrah it blew up it, you know the fire rained from the sky that makes sense a comet hit God made the comet hit for a certain reason, but we can explain it now and be like oh wow that's what happened. Yeah, that's exactly. That's a great way of, of putting it. I I couldn't have said that any better. I I couldn't have said that as well. But that's exactly what's going on here. I got into this really by accident. I was reading the Bible. I got to Isaiah six eight, where Isaiah hears the um, triune God having a conversation, mm. and well, they're saying, well, "Well, whom shall we go? Who will we send us? Who's going to go for us?" And and Isaiah, timidly, I think, he says, well, here am I, send me. And they did. And he starts getting these wonderful prophecies that we read about in the next 50 to 53 chapters of the book. Oh, I love that. Well, hold that hold that thought, because we got to take a hard break here real quick. But uh, when okay. we come back, I want to continue that story and lead that on, because I think it's a fascinating topic. We're talking with David Heron, author of the book, The High Sign. You can find him online, endtimesmystery.com, endtimesmystery.com, as we talk about some biblical prophecy here on The Voice Reason. Fascinating for a Friday, wrapping up the week right here on The Voice Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show. And check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online. 
online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at network at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at hoosierreason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at network at gmail.com or find our contact information at hoosierreason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, wrapping up the show today on a Friday. we got a lot to get to on Monday. You're not going to want to miss the program. Uh, Donald Trump coming out with a statement regarding the audit going down in Arizona. Some big news potentially could be coming out of there on the electoral side, so we'll touch on that next week. Stay tuned in for that one. Right now, we're having kind of our fun offbeat Friday right now, talking to David Heron, author of The High Sign. You can find him online, endtimesmystery.com. And David, real quickly, before we get back to that story, I want to ask you, something kind of came to me during the break of, I remember, and I remember, I mean, there's a big battle kind of going on right now with Christianity and kind of new age spirituality sort of thing. And, you know, according to the Bible, not supposed to get into divinations, fortune telling, astrology, that sort of thing. Uh, And as we mentioned in the past segment of, as we have a greater understanding of science, greater understanding of the the stars around us and being able to understand issues and biblical things that happen and being able to scientifically uh, scientifically explain them, does that change the definition, do you think, of the divinations of the fortune-telling or the psychics uh, from what was written back then to today's times? Because before, like in the Middle Ages, if you predicted the weather that it was going to storm tomorrow, you'd probably be burned alive as a witch. I mean, they even tried to cast out a lot of the holistic healers of, you know, uh, grinding up different roots and herbs and, and plants to make a tea to make you healthy. Now we're starting to go back to that because we realize that's a natural way to do it as opposed to the synthetic stuff we get with vaccines and pills. Uh, so do you think that some of that has maybe evolved and changed a little bit to kind of change the definitions of what's accepted and not accepted as a as a faith? Yeah, I think you just explained it pretty well. Um, I myself have had um, changes in, in, in my approach to a lot of things. Uh, the health industry, there's some amazing <laughs> new, uh, I'm not talking, well, the amazing new things are, are the, the vitamins and the supplements yeah. that, that you can take. And I know one person who, who says she's going to be living to 120 uh, because she's so healthy now as opposed to the rest of her life. And I, I myself have been through cancer and some other things, but yeah, there are definitely some progress being made in, in a lot of scientific fields. And the health industry is certainly one of them as far as the research being done. Yeah, it's it's amazing. It's amazing. We got a few minutes left here, but talk about your story again and how you got involved in this issue, talking about the the prophecy of the end of times, the rapture, and kind of the signs that we can look out for for this. Well, I, I got up to the part about where Isaiah says, "Here, my send me." Well, I did the same thing. Hmm. I, I thought about it, then I prayed. I said, "Yeah, here, my Lord, send me," and then that was it. And I went to sleep and slept at night. And the very next day when I picked up my Bible and started reading in Isaiah again from that point on, all of a sudden I started understanding things that I never had before. It wasn't like I was prophesying, but I was understanding prophecy. And I think I'm here as a result of the understanding that came to me after I prayed that prayer. I think God said yes to that prayer. And it really has amazed me. I mean, some of the things... I had read a lot um, about the subject before, didn't understand it, 
nearly nearly as well as I do now. I didn't have the peace about it that I do now, knowing you know the Lord is in charge, and no matter what happens, you know He has the final word. And there are also going to be some 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 scary things, but there's going to be a flip flop. Yeah. By that I mean, uh, right now we have terrorists out there terrorizing Christians, and, and you know, and that's going to get worse. But in the end time, when the when the comets come comes and starts dropping this stuff. The ones who are terrified are going to be the terrorists, mm. and and some of them are are going to if if Christians will explain the gospel to them, some of them are going to become believers. But we know that's how Paul well, he was Saul and then he became Paul because he had this experience with the Lord. Well, that I think is one of the big purposes for some of this stuff that seems like it's going to be dangerous, hazardous, and and, and even deadly. But a lot of people are going to be saved, born again, as a result of some of these things that are going on. Well, and as we mentioned, I mean, every culture, every tradition, every faith, every religion across the world uh, prophesies about some type of end of time. So they're preparing, you know, for something to happen. And obviously, you know, we're prepared. And as you mentioned, you know, there's not much we can do about it. And as long as you do the right things and follow the right path, then when it happens, then you don't have to go into it with fear and anxiety and anarchy, but you can go into it prepared and, and ready to go and a little bit excited for the next journey, right? Yeah, exactly. And and there will be opportunity. Yeah. You know, when people are afraid, I've had three people. I know of three people from my li- during my lifetime. They got saved after being frightened. Yeah. One had been in a war. There was this and there was that. It's that comfort. Frightened. It's, and it's, one of them came to me. He had he had he had uh, terminal cancer, and he came to me. And said, "Wow." He said, "David, I'm going to die. Can you tell me how to get to heaven? How to get there? I love and, it. It's and, the and comfort, I, David. I did. Yeah, David. We're out of time, my friend. David Heron. The high sign is the book. Go and check it out. Endtimesmystery.com is the website. David, I appreciate the time, my friend. I love the conversation. Let's do it again soon. Well, well, thanks for having me on. Hey, appreciate it. Absolutely, great conversation. I dig it. I'm a nerd. I'm a dork. I don't care. I like it. Makes you think a little bit. We'll do it again on Monday. Lots to get to as soon as we kick off the next week. Until then, be your own voice reason. This is the voice reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. We'll see you on Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do.